My name is Cyrus. I'm a student who believes in empowering education. And you're listening to Awakening the Unawakened Show, a weekly podcast where important people share important messages. Welcome, huge and amazing force to brand new Awakening the Unawakened Shows episode. As always, this is your host, Alice Martinez. It's great to see you here once again. Thanks for tuning in another week. And um, we have a really interesting topic to cover on today's episode. And someone may not agree with what I'm just about to say. But it doesn't really matter because this this podcast is, is always entitled to my own opinion. And that's how it will remain. So listener discretion ship is always advised. And if you want to tune in with us, you're more than invited to. If you don't, you're simply kind of leave. So um, on today's episode, we'll be covering um, the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset. And I'll just begin by reading uh, an article by Zero Hedge, as always. Great uh, newspaper. And let's go. So this is written by Tyler Jordan. And it says, quote, The World Economic Forum was founded 50 years ago. It has gained more and more prominence over the decades and has become one of the leading platforms of futuristic thinking, of futuristic thinking and planning. As a meeting place of the global elite, the World Economic Forum brings together the leaders in business and politics along with a few selected intellectuals. So the main thrust of the forum is global control. There's really something important to consider, right? So um, free markets and individual choice do not stand as the top values. Instead, we, we find state intervention and collectivism. So individual liberty and private property are due to disappear from this planet by 2030. This is always according to the projections and scenarios coming from the World Economic Forum. So this is not just uh, a bunch of uh, ideas that, ha- that someone has come up with. No, this is just the same World Economic Forum advising us and letting us know how they want this world to work and how they will manage and how they will basically achieve that goal. So they've given us eight predictions that um, according to the World Economic Forum will lead to their ultimate goal. So individual liberty is at risk again. So what may lie ahead was projected in November 2016 when the World Economic Forum published the so-called eight predictions for the world in 2030. So according to the World Economic Forum scenario, the world will become a quite a different place from now because how people work and live will undergo a profound change. We've seen this with COVID-19 and with the outbreak. We've changed a hell of a lot on how we work, how we think and how we live. And this might be a great opportunity to go on with this great reset. So um, the scenario for the world in 2030 is more than just a forecast. It is a plan whose implementation has accelerated drastically since the, since the announcement of the pandemic and the consequent lockdowns. So we've seen what this is all about. So just the matter of time and we'll just have to wait to see how it all unfolds. So according to the projections of the World Economic Forum, the global future councils, private property and privacy will be abolished during the next decade. The coming expropriation would go further 
further than the even communist demand to abolish the property of production goods, but leave space for private possessions. So, the World Economic Forum projection says that consumer goods, too, would be no longer private property. So, in the world, if the World Economic Forum, sorry, projection should come true, people would have to rent and borrow their necessities from the state, which would be the spatter of all goods. So the supply of goods would be rationed in line with the social credit point system. And this can be found in China, for example, with the social credit point system, in which every single citizen has a total number of points, which can be uh, increased or decreased according to their um, behavior and their different social status. So this is something that is reality and this is something that exists right now. So shopping in the traditional sense would also disappear along with the private purchase of goods. So every personal move would be tracked electronically and all production would be subject to the requirements of clean energy and sustainable environment. Again, this is what we're seeing today. We're seeing that basically our mobile phones are a personal tracker for every citizen. And the big tech companies such as Google, Facebook, Instagram, and any single company which has access to your phone has a, an, just a, a lot of information of where you are every single time of the day. So it's not something to worry. It's something that we have already implemented and we're currently living with. So maybe we should have worried before. Well, you know, sorry. So, in order to attain a sustainable agriculture, the food supply will be mainly vegetarian. In the new totalitarian service economy, the government will provide the basic accommodation, food, and transport, while the rest must be lent from the state. The use of natural resources will be brought down to its minimums. In cooperation with the key countries, a global agency would set the price of CO2 emissions at an extremely high level to disincentivize its use. So what, what we're um, striving here, striving for here is basically reduce CO2 emissions to a more sustainable world, which should be a positive thing. But uh, at the end of the day, there are plenty of positive things we can um, achieve. Well, the, th the thing is, or the great deal comes in how we achieve those goals. If our liberty is a risk, then we should maybe rethink another approach to take, because, you know, maybe it's not the best path to take. So, uh, there's a promotional video from the World Economic Forum, which summarizes the eight predictions in the following statements. So, number one, people will own nothing. <laughs> Insane, but this is right. So, goods are, again, are either free or charged, or must be lent from the state. So the state is the one who owns everything, and you can only acquire those things from the state. So number two, the United States will no longer be the leading superpower, but a handful of countries will dominate, including China, obviously. China has been seen as one of the top leading countries when it comes to their, their economy, and it's just a matter of time, and you'll see how it even goes beyond the United States. So number three, organs will not be transplanted, but printed. Well, I mean, this is a positive thing, if, if you think about it, because, well, this is my opinion about the, the topic, because um, 
if we can have a system in which organs are printed and not transplanted, this would mean that the the offer of these organs would increase, which would dramatically um, reduce uh, diseases, etc. But again, we have to consider how they're selling us this narrative and how they are trying to, well, this will be a world without diseases, there will be uh, no problems, then you have to comply with this in order to achieve that. So we'll cover that later on. So number four, meat consumption will be minimized. And that is true because there's there are just a lot of people for the amount of meat that we currently have available. And projections just say that the population will just increase in two or three billions in the next years. So there are other ways of achieving uh, or obtaining uh, proteins, for example, insects. So maybe we will see how insects become the new meat, for instance. So number five, massive displacement of people will take place with billions of, ref of refugees. Number six, to limit the emission of carbon dioxide, a global price will be set at an ex extraordinary level. Number seven, people can prepare to go to Mars and start a journey to find alien life. <laughs> Amazing. But we currently have news regarding Mars and space travel with SpaceX and the serial number eight, the latest prototype from SpaceX and Starship, the program which is intending to bring people to Mars and to the moon. And serial number eight was the first prototype to uh, fully recreate the second stage of the Starship. And what you have to say was a really successful um, test. Number, uh, number eight, the last but not least, Western values will be tested to the breaking point. So these are the eight uh, predictions made by the World Economic Forum. And, but there's something more to say. And it goes beyond privacy and property. So in a publication of, for the World Economic Forum, the Danish eco-activist uh, called Ida Auken, sorry if I haven't said this correctly, who had served as, a, as her country's Minister of the Environment from 2011 to 2014, and is still a member of the Danish parliament, has elaborated a scenario for a world without privacy or property. So in Welcome, 2000, Welcome to 2030, she envisions a world where I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. By 2030, she says, um, her scenario, shopping and owning, have become obsolete because everything that once was a product is now a service. Interesting, right? In this idyllic new world of hers, people have free access to free access to transportation, accommodation, food, and all the things we need in our daily lives. As these things will become free of charge, it ended up not making sense for us too much. So, makes sense, right? There would be no private ownership in houses, nor would anyone pay the rent, because, because everything, someone else is using our free space whenever we do not need it. A person's living room, for example, will be used for business meetings when one is absent. Concerns like lifestyle diseases, climate change, the refugee crisis, environmental degradation, completely congested cities, water pollution, air pollution, social unrest, unemployment, are things of the past. The author predicts that people will be happy to enjoy such a good life 
that is so much better than the path where we were on, where it became so clear that we could not continue with the same model of growth. This is the question that has been um, asked uh, with all the coronavirus thing, and it's basically how we may not be um, up to par with how we're running our lifestyle right now, and maybe we have to rethink another way, and this is what the Great Reset is all about. So. When it comes to um, ecological paradise, in basically in her 2019 contribution to the annual meeting of the Global Future Councils, uh, the World Economic Forum, um, she told or foretold how the world may look in the future. So, by 2013, uh, when CO2 emissions will be greatly reduced, people will live in a world where meat on the dinner plate will be a rare sight while water and the air will be much cleaner than today. Because of the shift from buying goods to using services, the need to have money will basically vanish. So because people would spend less and less on goods, work time will shrink and leisure time will grow. This is something positive in a way. For the future, I can envision a city where electric cars have substituted have substituted uh, conventional combustion vehicles. Most of the roads and parking spaces will have become green parks and walk zones for pedestrians. By 2013, agriculture will offer mainly plant-based alternatives to food supply instead of meat and dairy products. The use of land to produce animal feed will greatly diminish and nature will be spreading across the globe again. Um, you can agree with this, you can not agree with this. Just up to you whether you find it something good or bad. But you know, gonna continue with fabricating social consent. So, how are people gonna be brought together to accept such a system? So, the bait to this is uh, the masses, we can say, to in a way, the assurances of comprehensive healthcare and a guaranteed basic income. This is the universal basic income we'll later talk about. So the promoters of the Great Reset promise uh, a world without diseases. Due to biotechnologically produced organs and individualized genetics-based medical treatments, a drastically increased life expectancy and even immortality are said to be possible. Artificial intelligence will eradicate death and eliminate diseases and mortality. The race is on among biotechnological companies to find the key to eternal life. Along with the promise of turning any ordinary person into a godlike super, superhuman, the promise of a universal basic income is highly attractive, particularly to those who will no longer find a job in the new digital economy. So, obtaining a basic income without having to go through the treadmill and disgrace of applying for social assistance is used as a bait to get the support of the poor. To make it economically viable, the guarantee of basic income would require the leveling of wage differences. The technical procedures of the money transfer from the state will be used to promote the cashless society. Cashless society. We may have to talk about this in another episode. But the digitalization of all monetary transactions, each individual purchase will be registered. As a consequence, 
the governmental authorities will have unrestricted access to supervise in detail how individual persons spend their money. A universal basic income is a cashless society that would provide the conditions to impose a social credit system and deliver the mechanism to sanction undesirable behavior and identify and, and identify the superfluous and unwanted. Who will be the rulers? So the World Economic Forum is silent about the question of who will rule in this new world. So there's no reason to expect that the new power holders will be benevolent. Yet, even if the top decision makers of the new world government were not mean but just technocrats, what reason would an administrative technocracy have to go on with the undesirables? What sense does it make for technocrats uh, to turn the common man into a superman. Why, why share the benefits of artificial intelligence with the masses and not keep the wealth for the chosen few? So not being swayed away with the utopian promises, a sober assessment of the plans must come to the conclusion that in this new world there would be no place for the average, average person and that they would be put away along with the unemployable, feeble-minded and ill-bred. So, Behind the preaching of the progressive gospel of social justice by the promoters of the Great Reset and the establishment of a new world order lurks the sinister project of eugenics, which as a technique is now called the genetic engineering. And as a movement is named transhumanism, a term coined by Julian Huxley, the director of UNESCO. So, the promoters of the project keep silent about who will be the rulers of this new world. The dystopian and collectivist nature of these projections and plans is the result of the rejection of free capitalism. Establishing a better world through a dictatorship is a contradiction, is a contradiction in terms. Not less, but more economic prosperity is the answer to the current problems. Therefore, we need more free markets and less state planning. The world is getting greener and the fall of the growth rate of the world population is already on the way. These trends are the natural consequence of the wealth creation through free market. In conclusion, the World Economic Forum and its related institutions is a combination of, with a handful of governments and a few high-tech companies which want to lead the world into a new era without property or privacy. Values like individualism, privacy, sorry, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are at stake. To be repudiated in favor of collectivism and the imposition of a common good that is defined by the self-proclaimed elite of technocrats. What is sold to the public as the promise of equality and ecological sustainability is in fact a brutal assault on human dignity and liberty. Instead of using the new technologies as an instrument of betterment, the Great Reset seeks to use the technological possibilities as a tool of enslavement. In this new world order, the state is the single owner of everything. It is left to our imagination to figure out who will program the algorithms to manage the distribution of goods and services. End quote. This is incredible, folks. And this is an amazing and astonishing article, which basically sums up everything of the of the new world order uh, great reset however you want to call it and again um 
it might seem strange, it might seem some, something of the future, but this is something that is actually taking place right now. This is something which is just about to happen if we don't put an end to different, I don't know how to call them, because they're basically um, events that are taking place, which step by step um, puts us closer to this uh, society and mm, world in which privacy and property are just a thing of the past. So folks, if you want to read more, just look for The Great Reset. You have plenty of information to digest and to explore. For today, it's just enough. Thank you for tuning in. If you've come to an end with us, make sure to, write, to rate us 5 star on Apple Podcasts if you can. It is greatly appreciated. So meanwhile, see you in the next one. This is your host, signing off.